First they were strangers, then they were friends. Now they are roommates and best friends. Listen as these sisters in Christ take on living boldly created. Hey guys, welcome back. Before we dive in, we just wanted to make a quick announcement. So we actually just created a Twitter account and I know not everybody's super into Twitter, but we thought it would just be a good next step. It is the same handle as our Instagram handle. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, you're totally free to do that. So today we have a really special guest. I'm super excited about it. She's someone that I got to meet my sophomore year and ever since then changed my world completely. Her name is Amanda Weaver. If you know her, you love her. And I'm so excited to have her on today. So I'm gonna let her introduce herself real fast. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Like they said, my name is Amanda. I graduated from Western back in May and now I am working in the real world, I guess, back in Raleigh. Yay, thank you for being here with us today. So we wanted to ask you a question that we ask all of our guests, and our question is the BC question. So what would you tell your before Christ self or your BC self? I think there are three main things that I would tell my before Christ self. I, you know, I grew up in a Christian home. I was really thankful to grow up with a great family and everything, and I got baptized at a young age. So thinking back on this question, I was trying to figure out what I would tell my much younger self at this point. And first, I would say that the opposition you're going to face is worth it. I think a lot of times, especially when you grow up in a Christian home and it's the thing to do at a certain age is to get baptized and you take that step, but you don't fully understand at that point the pushback you're going to get from people that maybe don't have the same beliefs as you as you go through school or mm -hmm. just um, even other Christians. It's, it's difficult sometimes. And so I would definitely say that in the long run, it's worth it. Some people want to say that, you know, it's better just to do your own thing. But I think I've ultimately found that living um, in his word and by his will is, is much greater. And so any of that pushback is worth it. I can also say that the plan that you have, that my younger self had, I can go ahead and toss that out because whatever plan I made doesn't really matter. And the one mm -hmm. that he has is much greater. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something that I would definitely remind myself because I am a huge planner and I love to have <laughs> everything color coded and in an agenda. So sometimes that, that's a hard pill to swallow, but something I definitely needed to remember. Um, and then lastly, I would tell my before Christ self to dive into the word as much as possible mm -hmm. um, because you may not feel like you need it now, but one day somebody's going to ask you a question and you're going to be stumped. And if you would spend a couple more hours diving into your word prior to maybe you know how to answer it um, but also not being afraid to seek wisdom from others if you don't know the answer to something that's awesome I love that I think the topic that you're going to speak on today is going to be really beneficial for a lot of the people that are in the same season as you I know friends that are in the um, season of you know post-grad and they're just walking through what you're walking through and I'll let her introduce it in a second but I'm really glad you picked what you picked because mm -hmm. we had a phone call about two weeks ago and it just like was evident that's what you had to speak on like that's what God had placed you um, in so that you could speak about it today so I'm really excited about you speaking about it and introducing the topic. So for sure. Well, thank you so much um, for your kind words. I appreciate it. But yeah, so today I'm going to talk a little bit about the year after college. Uh, as Addison mentioned, we met while I was at Western and I was a year ahead. So I graduated back in May and that's a very exciting time. It was a little chaotic with COVID and all that fun stuff in between. But it was a fun uh, couple of months celebrating graduation and seeing all your friends and doing all those last, you know, last ice cream trips to Jack the Dipper. If you're from Western, mm -hmm. you're very familiar with Jack the Dipper and all those, those fun things. But um, 
at the same time, it's a huge transition and it's a quick transition back home. Yeah. So I think there's a lot that people don't really talk about that goes along with that time um, in addition to the excitement. So I'm happy to just kind of touch on that today in my experience. And if it can benefit someone else, that's that's even better. Yeah. Jack the Dipper is so good, by the way, if y'all go to Western, oh, it's a must-go to place. Um, but yes, if you, for sure. If we want to just kind of dive in and kind of hear about what you're going through right now and what you've experienced already, I guess. Yeah, for sure. So if you knew me while I was at Western, um, I was the nerdy girl that, that knew a lot of people, but I also was busy with all these different, you know, clubs and all that fun stuff. And some of those clubs are what brought me Addison and Lily. And I'm super grateful for that, uh, for sure. Um, But then after graduation and the chaos of COVID and moving back to Raleigh, I started my full-time job. Um, I went back into a role that I was pretty familiar with, um, within a field that I had experience with in internships prior to. And I moved back home. So within that time period, everybody's super excited. And, you know, you're getting all that graduation money and, you know, having all the graduation parties. And so it's a fun time. But it's also a very fast-paced time. And I think that transition really happens over the course of a weekend. So you have graduation and then you go home. And I had about two weeks. In my case, we moved. Um, in between. So I was packing boxes and all that fun stuff. And then you go into the real world and you're just expected to figure it out. And congratulations, you're an adult now. Mm -hmm. And that's really stressful. And so through my experience, um, I was very blessed to be able to move home and have somewhere to go. So I wasn't, you know, pushed out on my own to figure that part out as well Mm -hmm. at the same time, but um, trying to excel in a new role, but also keep the responsibilities that I had at home because I still was a daughter and a sister and a granddaughter and trying to keep up all those relationships and making sure, you know, I was helping with dinner, but also trying to show my boss that I knew what I was doing and that Mm -hmm. I was going to do well in the position. And I think I talked to Addison a couple of times throughout that point in time. And I was just like, this is, this is a lot. Nobody really talks about, you know, the balance you now have to find. Mm -hmm. And even more so if you're, you're out on your own completely. So that was a a definite big step for me um, in trying to figure out how to balance everything. And, you know, our parents love us dearly and, you know, are happy to support, you know, us as we all transition back home. But at the same time, it's been a couple of years since they've had to start that first job and, find that balance. And yeah. so trying to explain like, you know, I've got to stay late because I need to make mm-hmm. a good impression and all this yeah. stuff. It just kind of wears you thin it, to a certain extent. So I, I think I put that pressure on myself to succeed, but I also wanted to do well to impress my parents and all that fun stuff. And I, I tend to be a people pleaser, which we can talk about that mm-hmm. a little bit later, but that's something <laughs> that um, also gets combined into, into that pressure. So Um, and then from that point you start trying to figure out, you know, is this the right fit? Did I make the right decision? Did I choose the right job? Because Mm -hmm, at the end of senior year, you guys have the last trip to Jack the Dipper and the last time of this on campus, the last meal with friends, but that really doesn't hit you. Mm. Yeah, it's sad. (laughs) It really is. And then at the same time, I don't think that truly hits you until you're back home. And I don't have Addison and Lily to run across the street and say, Hey, we're going to go get pizza or we're going to Dairy Queen. Do you want to come? Like that's a much larger, more planned out event. And I didn't really think that part through transitioning home. I thought I could just call anybody and they'd be available. And Mm -hmm. that's not the case because everybody's in this transition of trying to start their new job and trying to figure out what's, what's best for them and where they're going to live and those big adult decisions. So that dynamic changed on the friend side as well. So that support system that's so close 
to you right now. Mm-hmm. I hate to break it to you, but it's probably <laughs> going to adjust a little yeah. bit when you, um, after you graduate and on paper, people will tell you that, but then actually experiencing it is, is a big shift. And so that, that hit me kind of hard. I was used to hanging out with friends and, you know, having people just, just one door away. And so not knowing how to make spaghetti in the kitchen. Exactly. Yeah, that <laughs> fantastic spaghetti we made. Um, ooh, yeah. Uh, we, we just need to go to Haywood Smokehouse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a fun time. And, you know, and another side of that is everybody chooses a different career path. Mm-hmm. And so in college, I think a lot of us are doing side jobs or getting support from parents or we're eating on campus. So it's a much different dynamic when we say we're just going to go grab dinner, but then you've got to take another element in when you get home of, okay, like where are we going to dinner? And, Oh, I'm paying for this. And so there's just so many different mm-hmm. elements that, that go into that. Um, and then as far as the support side is concerned, I really had to learn um, who my true friends were in that mm-hmm. point in time, because you think that relationships are hard to keep up now when you're all together, but then when you have distance in between you mm-hmm. and jobs, it's much more difficult. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, you find out who your true friends are and they show their true colors really quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally, that caused a lot of shifts in my friendships of people that I thought I would be close with forever. Um, I'm not as close with now and there's no, you know, bad blood there or anything like that, but it's just, it really shows you, okay, who's going to be my core group moving into this next stage. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the verses that stuck out real quick is just Proverbs 13, 20. It says, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm. And -hmm. that's just kind of been a good reminder to me to just make sure that this new group and this new shift is supporting me in this stage of life. And we can all obviously support each other as things change, but just making sure that you have that good Christian community. Mm-hmm. It may be a different Christian community than what you had in college, but ensuring that you have that support system. Yeah. When you were talking earlier, you were saying that like when you were going back home and living with your parents and for those of you who are living on your own, that's awesome. I just can never imagine that. Like I know yeah. when I graduate, I'll be going back home. But it made me think like the last time you were home home, was when you were in high school and you're such a different person like everyone is during the four years that you go to college and then you have to come back home and they kind of expect you to just be the person that you were because you see your parents throughout college on breaks and stuff but you're not with them 24 7 like they don't know everything that's going on Mm -hmm. so I feel like you're coming home with the expectations of being someone else that you're not and I never really thought about that until you were just talking and Uh I was like dang Yeah, a hundred percent. That was definitely how it happened for me. And I love my parents dearly. So don't get me wrong at all there. But um, I think whether it's parents or friends or relatives, or I had some other mentors and like, everybody has an opinion on what you need to change and how you should Mm -hmm. act and what you should do. And should you take this job or switch this job or what Mm -hmm. would you like all these different factors. And when you're in college, like you get bits and pieces of that, maybe on a phone call, but then it was a little overwhelming of, okay, Mm -hmm okay, well, who am I now versus who I was last time I lived at home mm-hmm. versus who do I want to be versus what is God telling me that I need to be mm-hmm. versus what do I really need to change and what's just part of my personality and, you know, and all these different factors. And that started to, I broke down a little bit at one point and I was like, this is, this is tough. And I don't really know who to listen to because you're getting feedback from so many people and they all want to help you in this mm-hmm. new stage. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the help comes off as, I have so many things I need to fix. Yeah. And that became more of a burden for me Mm -hmm. um, at one point. And we worked through that. And I think it was definitely through good Christian counsel from good friends. um, And also, you know, a lot of prayer and trying to figure out, okay, like, 
what does Amanda need at this point? What does Amanda need to do? And not what Lily says that Amanda needs to do. Or right. Addison says Amanda needs to do. Right. Um, and I'm just using y'all as examples. But yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. you know, just making sure that I'm um, just trying to stick to what God would have me me to do and mm-hmm. doing the best I can yeah. and not feeling like I have to then turn around and please all the people that have inside of what you need to be in this stage. Yeah. And then that goes into like, the worldly voices overpowering God's voice. Mm-hmm. Because when you have all those voices coming at you about opinions and things you need to fix, like it makes it harder to dictate, okay, what is God saying? Because when you're hearing, right. like you don't follow a stranger's voice, you follow God's voice. And going back to um, what I did with some of the girls last week was a study on God's voice, like knowing your shepherd's voice. And I think mm-hmm. it's so hard no matter what season you're in, because you have all of these voices coming at you, whether it's the devil, temptation, world, like just all of these things that are what's in or society in but it's not in with like what your christian walk should look like right i 100 percent agree i think a big one for me was just the fear around it all Mm -hmm. and i kept hearing that voice over god's voice and that's why i think it just became overwhelming there's a couple verses in hebrews and i won't read them all but it just the fact that i was so fearful around if I make this decision in this new stage of life, because it's all on me and this Mm -hmm. is, you know, my adult, you know, real world experience. Like if I don't make the right decision, I'm going to mess something up. Mm -hmm. And I had to be reminded in that season that ultimately like God has a plan and you'll do the best you can and you make the most informed decision you can but it's going to be okay and not be just overwhelmed by the fear that if I choose one wrong thing the whole rest of my future is done like Mm -hmm. we're in the first month after college this is not the end of the world Um, but in that point in time it feels like it and it's one of those things where you know my parents are there and but they're also like you've got to make you know a decision for yourself it's it's your adult decision like which one do you think you should choose and I'm like well can I ask somebody can I phone a friend you know but (laughs) it's ultimately you know it's your life and so they want you to make those decisions so I think fear was a big voice Mm -hmm. uh, for me too in that season yeah I think um also uh, and you can relate to this Amanda too because I know you were part of Biltmore Church um one of my biggest fears is leaving the church community that I have because I have such a good community here and I know Yes, having a relationship with Christ alone is so important too, but having a relationship with Christ that's around fellowship is also so important. Mm-hmm. I know when I go back home, I'm going to have to go looking for that. And here I'm like, yeah. I'm here, I have it. Yeah. So I guess yeah. kind of talk me through like what that looks like for you right now. So, you know, I don't want to make it seem like it's all gloom and doom. I do have a couple, you know, tidbits of what I've learned from the past like little bit. I know it's not even been a year yet, but things have gotten better from the overwhelming stage we were in. So um, one of those things being finding that community and praying for guidance. Mm -hmm. And I think through that, um, I've learned that, you know, God has a path for us that's much better than anything that we could imagine. And we know that. And one of the passages that I went through in a Bible study was Matthew 6, 25 through 34. It says, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is life not more than food and the body of more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? Mm-hmm. So um, 
that passage really stuck out to me. And I, I ended up making a vision board, which I thought at one point, I was like, why do people do that? But it really kind of helped me get my thoughts together. Like, okay, what's my plan? Where do I want to go? But mm-hmm. at the center of that vision board is that passage. And it's a good reminder to me when I start to worry or I start to get overwhelmed, mm-hmm. like, okay, if Jesus is going to take care of the birds and make sure they are fed, why in the world would he, you know, he's not going to leave me at this mm-hmm. point. Like it's definitely a great kind of a reset for me. And yeah. so I've really harped on that passage as well. But as far as finding community to help with that and remind me of that, I joined a young professionals group at our church. So Yay. we actually transitioned churches, you know, right after we moved. So I was trying to find a new church, but also that community. And so I've only been a couple times at this point, but that's been super helpful um, just to kind of meet other people in the same stage that are just starting their jobs or people that have been in their jobs for a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. um, trying to figure out how they figured out this stage of life and having them as more of a mentor type figure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then through that, you do fun stuff. Like, I think we're all going to go to the fair together. So, so you, you still have the, yeah. So you still have those events like you did, like you were saying with Biltmore, where you're all going to get together and you're all going to get to have a good time, but you also have that community that you can reach out to uh, mm. when you need to as well. So I think it may look different. You know, everybody's going back to different towns and different cities, but I pray that somebody else also has that, that experience as well. And I think the, the second part of that is when you rework your circle, like I was talking about earlier, that's been a huge part for me because mm-hmm. I may only go to the young professionals group once a week or, you know, work goes late and I get to go twice a month or whatever that looks like. But I know I have a few key friends that have stuck with me from my past or maybe we're acquaintances prior to that I've become closer to in this season that are those solid people when I'm, you know, having a rough day or doubting myself or those fear thoughts creep in, or I really just need some direction. Obviously I'll dive into the word and pray and for guidance, but I'm also reaching out to those people going, Hey, what did you, when you do, when you had this situation, Mm -hmm. I think the community is going to look different for each of us in whichever career that you choose. But I think for me, um, I've really seen in this stage, whether it's work related or just life in general, that there's a healthy competition because everybody wants to succeed. But at the same time, there's so many people that I've met that are just like, Hey, you know, I'll help you with this. You help me with that. And we'll both make it together. And Mm. that's so refreshing because, you know, in college it's, you know, I'm going to have the best GPA and I'm going to have the best group project or whatever it is. It's, It's pretty competitive transfer that to the real world. It's still competitive, you know, and now it's the paycheck or the promotion, but at the same time, I think if you have those couple solid friends, they want you to do well. They're Mm -hmm. not just trying to go against you. So Mm -hmm. I've been really thankful for that with reworking my, my inner circle. I think people that I just met, whether it was in college or otherwise that I was just acquaintances with are now much closer friends um, and are really serving in that role. So I hope that Mm -hmm. helps maybe answer your question a little bit. No, it definitely does. It definitely does. It reminds me of like my best friend um, back home, she graduated early and her, all her friends are still at college. So she sees on social media and just like really kind of is yeah. like, was I meant to do that? Was I meant to graduate early? And she has a job yeah. and she's being a big girl and she's a little younger. Mm-hmm. And she was struggling for a little bit because it's just not talked about. Like it's just really not mm-hmm. um, focused on. But she started really getting involved with her church. She's now leading a small group in a small group. And it's so cool to like, awesome. not everything's perfect, but she's so much more happier and content. Mm-hmm. And it's really beautiful yeah. to see. Well, when it comes to like reworking your inner circle, what came to mind for me is that like 
God, first of all, didn't design us to go through life alone. Like Mm -hmm. iron sharpens iron. We need to be surrounded by community and especially Mm -hmm. like Christian community. Um, And trusting that he will keep your old relationships, the ones that you need to keep and the ones that will continue to progress. Like it's hard to trust him in that. Like you want to be able to control it and be like, I'm going to do everything I can to keep this friendship at the top of my list. Like I don't want to lose this person or a couple Mm -hmm. different people, but Like you said, it's really hard when you throw in a different career path and you live in a different place. And there's so many things that can get in between a relationship, a friendship like that. Um, But I think that just trusting him to know that he's going to keep who he wants in your life in your life. And he's also going to introduce you to new people that like one day you're going to look back and think, how did I never not have them in my life? I've gone through that in college, like in high school. I would have thought, you know, I would have had a totally different set of bridesmaids. Like, that's what we always think about. Like, who's going to be our bridesmaids? Um, And I think when I think about that now in college, I'm like, it's a totally different group of girls. And I can't Mm -hmm. imagine the girls that I've met in college, like, I can't imagine not having them in my life. And I think that's how we will continue to look back on each decade. Like, how did I live Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. I knew this person and I was friends with them? Like, So anyways, I think just when you're reworking your circle, you really do just have to trust and just pray for who's supposed to be in your life to be in your life. Mm -hmm. Right. No, I 100% agree. And I think we we went through that transition from high school to college. And I Mm -hmm. think there's going to be another one from college and the after college life of what that looks like. And so your bridesmaids may change again. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's a hard, that's kind of a hard pill to swallow and not one that I expected. But Mm -hmm. I think I am just continually reminded uh, without getting too specific of just how much, you know, the things I, I pray for, like yeah. I've, I've seen the workout and mm-hmm. better than I originally anticipated. Um, and so I think that that's been huge uh, for me too, whether it's in jobs or with friends or anything like that. And just kind of going back to um, just changing your friend group and stuff. I just think that it is just essential to pray for guidance with that and, mm-hmm. I spent about uh, a week, maybe two, and kind of just felt like I shut everybody out mm-hmm. and whether they we had a good relationship with them or not. Um, and that's part of the time. I think I did the vision board. I didn't take mm-hmm. any extra phone calls. I did work. And then I spoke to like my dad and we made a five set plan of what I needed to do and the changes that I wanted to make in my life. And then how, how am I going to do that? And I think if you have that relationship with your parents, great. If you have it with somebody else, it's maybe another mentor, another friend, I would highly suggest it. That kind of helped me because Mm -hmm. my world felt like it was spinning. And I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Should I be trying to figure out how to move out? Should I be trying to figure out, you know, is this job working? Am I, what what am I supposed to be doing? But just kind of laying that out and then making a plan a, because I'm a planner. So it helped me, but it also gave me goals. And then I could back into, okay, what do I need to do tomorrow to get to step one? Mm-hmm. And that really helped me kind of figure out what I needed to do. And then also by shutting out the social media, like you were saying with your friend and really focusing on, okay, what does Amanda need in this time period? Mm-hmm. And who mm-hmm. is really helping in my life versus who is taking away or pulling me back or discouraging from my goals and dreams? And that helped me kind of reshape that friendship. But until yeah. our circle, w- until I did that, until I just kind of shut down for a couple of weeks, I had so many people he- coming and going and yeah. w- did I like them in my life? Did I not need them in my life? What is that going to look like? And so it's just, it's overwhelming. So just t- taking that time away, it's kind of like, you know, distance makes the heart grow fonder or whatever <laughs> yeah. that saying is. Like, yeah. <laughs> you realize, like, okay. Like I need Addison in my life. I need to make mm-hmm. sure that she stays in this new circle and, and, 
I felt mean to a certain extent saying, you know, I was going to cut people out. But then I realized that it was bettering my mental health and it was bettering um, my overall mood when I had Mm -hmm. the right people in my corner. Mm -hmm. So I would encourage anybody just to not feel selfish for doing that and just taking that brief time period just between you and God and maybe Mm -hmm. one other mentor to try to figure out where you need to go and then rebuilding from there um, rather than constantly trying to to figure it out, bending in circles. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's not even like cutting them out. Sometimes I think it's, you know, God closing those doors too, because mm-hmm. right. ultimately like yeah. those doors are going to close regardless if we want them to or not, because right. it's a part of his plan and his right. plan is way greater than ours. Um, right. But I want to segue into something else. If you know Amanda, you know she's a planner and I love that about <laughs> her. So is Lily. Um, but she wrote a little draft of what she was going to talk about and I was going through it. And as I was going through it, she made a statement that said, lonely yet surrounded by people. And that statement made me think of um, Surrounded by Upper Room. And I love that song. Mm. And I ended up like getting really um, deep in the scripture of what's in it. And I'm just going to read a couple of them. But um, 2 Chronicles 2017 says, You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. And all of the verses that were saying, it was just like, prepare for battle, but know that the Lord's with you. And then mm-hmm. it took me back to the message that we had this weekend, Ephesians um, 6, 10 through 18. It was just talking about like the armor of God, put on your full armor and know that he's with you. And I didn't know this, but um, I was looking back on that verse today. And in my notes, it was saying that while Paul was writing that he was on house arrest. So while he was writing that, like there was a guard outside, obviously. And he was, you know, just saying this isn't an option. You have to put on your full armor of Christ so that you're ready for battle when it comes. Because battle will come. We have battle come yeah. every day. Whether it's, you know, when you're comparing yourself or p- people pleasing or relationships. Like you can name a thousand things. Like you're going to have it every single day. Yep. But it's ultimately like, okay, am I going to turn to God or am I going to turn to the world is the real question. And sometimes we you know, we're flesh, we make sins, and we're going to turn towards the world. Mm -hmm. But we see that that's ultimately not the, you know, right way, because we end up falling and knowing that we can't succeed in our own strength. But that song just made me really think about this podcast. I love the line where it's like, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm only surrounded by you. Because like, you can look like, you know, social media is that highlight reel. It makes everything look good. And people Mm -hmm. look surrounded, and they look happy. But ultimately, nine times out of 10, they're not. And it may look like I'm surrounded a lot of the times, but I really only want to be surrounded by him because that's Mm -hmm. what brings me the most joy. That's good. 100% agree. And when I wrote that, I think I was talking about, you know, you have a little bit of that in college, but also, you know, moving back home. Yeah, you you post all the pictures from graduation and not, don't get me wrong. You know, a lot of those people I'm still in contact with and nothing against them whatsoever, but you know, you're literally surrounded by all your closest friends of your graduating class. And then some of those still transfer with you. And I could name, you know, 20 people that I would Mm -hmm. call and talk to and stuff, but then actually thinking through that of, okay, now what is this really going to look like? Am I really being fulfilled by these people? Are they adding um, to my life and, and not to be one-sided, you know, am I adding to their life? Is it, Mm -hmm. is it a two-way street? Is it a beneficial friendship? Is it, you know, something that's fueling me or is it, you know, pulling me farther away from Christ? Like, what does that look like? And, um, and I think when I wrote that, I I was talking about the first couple of months after graduation, because, you know, there were so many, so many phone calls and so much outreach, but I was really kind of lonely because I, you know, was trying to fill different voids of friendships that had faded, but Mm -hmm. also just trying to figure out what am I doing? And so Mm -hmm. just trying to figure out who I needed to be too. So I think I was trying to fill the void of 
who I needed to be and what I needed to change in my life with, with things to keep me busy. And Mm -hmm. I think one of those was phone calls to whoever, and not to say that those weren't beneficial, but at the same time, just taking a moment to step back really helped me realize that, okay, quit filling the time, figure Mm -hmm. out what you need to change, work on those things, but make sure it's, you're changing because it's something that God would have you to change. And not because somebody of this world says you needed to change this Mm -hmm, line item and then realize who's helping you in that journey and keep those people in your life. Yeah. It's crazy to think about like when we do topics like this, you think about them more fully and then it kind of reveals things to you but when I'm thinking about graduation I think of like you know graduation pics graduation itself like all these fun things like parties and then you have to realize that like every graduate who's like posting those pictures and doing the parties and like all these things they're internally freaking out because they're like (laughs) Mm -hmm. what am I doing after this but you don't think that until you talk Mm -hmm. about it and it's just not talked about and I like find it crazy because every graduate goes through it Mm -hmm. everyone has to graduate everyone has to go through a career But no one talks about it. It's just kind of like a silent struggle. (laughs) Yeah. It's literally a silent struggle. Mm -hmm. Um, But because all I think about is like, you know, your graduation pictures, which were beautiful, Mm -hmm. but they (laughs) they don't reveal what you were really going through. Mm -hmm. Just like nothing in social media does. Um, And I think like no matter what, if you're in like if you're a college graduate, if you're a senior, whatever. God will sometimes turn your life around, like flip it upside down. Like before this semester, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this with my life. Like I know for a fact that's what I'm going to do. Like I'm so excited. And like this semester, (laughs) no, like I feel like he is flipping my world upside down and being like, no, that's not where I want you. And it scares the crap out of me where I think he wants me because I don't think I'm qualified. But then that line that Lily has. God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the call. And I think that like I have to remember that because – I may think that I'm not qualified, but that's the enemy saying I'm not qualified. Like exactly. I'm already, I'm already called to do this. So he, like he qualified me. That's what matters. Um, yeah. But a verse that made me think about this was Proverbs sixteen nine, and it says, "In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps." Mm-hmm. And I think that like we ultimately have to make decisions to you know have our life move forward, but he can easily override them because he's God. He he, his plan is already created, mm-hmm. and. Although, like, plans and dreams can change, he never will. Like, it's that verse, um, Hebrews 13, 8, that God is the same today, yesterday, and forever. Like, he will never change. Yes, life will change. Yes, plans will change. Yes, friends friends will change. But he will never change. Like, you have to start with him because starting with him will give you peace, give you comfort, give you all the things. It's not going to make your life 100% better, but it's going to have – give you something to fall back on. Right. He's the constant. Like, mm-hmm. he's what you continually right. go back to over and over when everything else is, like, making you dizzy because it just won't stop mm-hmm. spinning, you know? Yeah. 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 Right. And I don't know what I would have done without having that relationship prior to entering into this period because in that isolation, like, that was what – I just started writing out my prayers. And that's mm-hmm. that's really helped me a lot. I did that prior to, but just even now being able to go back and look at how he's answered those prayers. But – being able to draft out and be able to, you know, if you're doing it late at night, stay awake while you're writing out everything um, really helped me. So I could just see how um, he was really working in my life and and answering those, those prayers for guidance. Um, I think something that would help people in that season of, you know, the first year after college is to um, remember the habits that you learned in college. So um, that could be anything from spending time in the word to talking about what God is teaching you this week or, Um, regularly attending church, you know, um, hopefully a small group as well, Um, investing time in others and, you know, their spiritual growth as well. 
I just think that these habits are really good because when you get so used to doing them in college and then you're just thrown into life outside of college, like those things will really help you like stay firm in your faith and stand firm because, you know, like you said, everything starts to spin after college. Like all these questions, all these opinions, all these things that everybody's trying to tell you. But like, like we said, God is the constant and all of these, you know, habits will help you to just grow closer to him and really tune into like what he wants you to do. Mm-hmm. My small group leader um, said this past week, he was like, you think that you have no time now, but it will never get easier. Like mm-hmm. that time will never come back. And I think that speaks to Amanda for sure, because she <laughs> she's running a mile a minute over there. She always is, but like specifically now. And I mean, what does quiet time look like for you right now? Um, for me right now, I think I took some of the advice that Lily just gave, uh, <laughs> keeping the same schedule that I had in college. Like Awesome. I'm not going to lie. I struggled growing up with everybody saying you needed to read three chapters every morning and spend four hours in the word and all these huge expectations. And I was like, that's not attainable for me. Like, first of all, I like to sleep. Mm -hmm. Second, I also, you know, I've got to go to class by a certain time. And, you know, they even gave me a chart and they were like, draw it out by the hour and we'll find some time. And they literally were like, we we don't know what to tell you to change here. Mm. So um, that being said, I wanted to have an effective quiet time. um, And I worked on that throughout um, my time in college. And not to say that I'm perfect by any stretch in that, but I have a daily devotional that gives a verse and then kind of a brief explanation and a prayer. It's just a page. It's nothing crazy. It's just a couple short verses and that I do that daily. And then that's been super helpful. Um, for me, it's it's actually a combination of all the different Baptist ministers all around the United States that created the um, devotional. And so it's been a huge encouragement to me um, just something quick. And then sometimes I'll even send that to some friends. If it speaks to me that I'm like, Hey, I know this person could really use that. So it's been a great ministry tool as well. Um, from there, um, in college, I used to have more time on Tuesdays and Thursday mornings. So I'd also open up my Bible and try to pick out a a chunk to read. And by chunk, I mean a paragraph or two Mm -hmm. and working through a book in the Bible and it's a slow, but steady pace, but it's something that I know I can do because Mm -hmm. if it's too, if it's too big and I'm like, I've got to read an entire book of the Bible. Bible this week, I won't do it because it, yeah. it's just too much and it's too overwhelming. So I would rather really focus in on two paragraphs worth of scripture, five, 10 verses and get something out of that. And then pray something that pertains to that and just kind of start my day that way, rather than trying to fit more scripture in to say, I read more scripture and I'm not benefiting from mm-hmm. it. Um, right. And then making sure, you know, you really understand what those verses say and letting that really speak to you. So I do a, a longer daily devotional on Tuesdays and Thursdays, just because that's my college schedule. Yeah. I love it. That's awesome. One last verse I want to leave everyone with, and it's been in my mind this whole time we've been talking, but it's Galatians 1.10. And it says, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Mm-hmm. And that really spoke with me because I know I'm a people pleaser too. Same. And I just think I want to leave with leave y'all with that and just remember that like you shouldn't have to worry about pleasing or the opinions of anyone else. You should just have to worry about you and God like it's just you and God Mm -hmm. and that's easier said than done I know that but that's just a reminder that I try to remind myself like I always like when I feel like anxious or something I'm always like I wish I could just walk in the confidence of God like the confidence that I know like I'm fully loved I'm fully chosen I'm I was created in an image and I just think that all the time like walk in the confidence of God all right guys well first of all thank you Amanda so much for being our guest we loved that we got to hear your heart and we're just so happy we finally got to have you on the podcast 
Stay tuned for Flavor of the Week. Bye. All right, guys, it's time for Flavor of the Week. Yeah. Woohoo. All right. So, Amanda, we're going to start with you since you're our guest. So, what is your Flavor of the Week? So mine is actually a scripture that we went over uh, last Sunday and uh, in our sermon, and it actually went really well with our topic for this week of talking about the year after college, and it's Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, and I'll just read it really quickly. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. And that's something that I learned in uh vacation Bible school as a kid and there's a little song with it, but I really thought more about that scripture um, this past week when I went over it with that sermon and the pastor mentioned a really good point when he said, you know, you all came into this building expecting the pew to hold you, or maybe you're in class now expecting this seat to hold you. And you never questioned, you know, if the bolts were tightened all the way or if Mm. the wood was in good shape, but you're going to turn around and tell God, you know, wait a minute. I don't think I trust you with this area of my life. And that just was a really big eye wow. opener for me. And I never thought about that verse in that context, but he's a hundred percent right. And he also said that, you know, earthly counsel is good. And we talked about like that a lot in the podcast, but at the same time, who, who's your source and who are you getting this counsel from? Is it, is it good Christian counsel and what are their beliefs? Do they align with your beliefs? Is it biblical and all those mm-hmm. things that you've got to think about prior to, you know, just accepting advice and, and a lot of times I think, you know, relating back to this scripture, we, we want to know the big blueprint of the next 10 years of our life, but mm-hmm. really God gives us the, some steps, like we need to get to know him. We need to get baptized to show that profession of faith. But, you know, sometimes he's only going to show us the next little step on our path and being content mm-hmm. in that rather than trying to lean on my own understanding mm-hmm. of what I need to be doing in the grand plan and being okay with just knowing, okay, next week, I know that this is the right move. I love that. Oh my gosh. I like that you kind of hinted at like, we just need to take baby steps sometimes and just trust him with the Mm -hmm. little steps instead of, you know, the big steps and, you know, 10 years down the road. But, um, Addison, what is your flavor of the week? My flavor of the week is John 10, 1 through 18. It's a long verse, so I'm not going to read it. Um, But it's just talking about the shepherd's voice and um, really determining, like, that from the worldly voices. What's your flavor of the week, Lily? So mine is a song. um, And this week it is the – it's called The Yes Song by KB. Um, And this song, I've had it on my playlist for a while, but it came on today in the car. And – if you have heard this song, it's very upbeat. It's very, it just gets you going. And it's to the point in the semester that I am like, not feeling it. No motivation. Don't want to do it anymore. You know, Same. it always comes and it's here for me now. And this song came on in the car and I was like, I was, it just gave me energy. Like it just <laughs> gave me motivation to like go home and get the stuff done I needed to do. And I was just like, this is what I needed to hear today. So that's definitely it for me. That's awesome. That's (laughs) awesome. Well, that's it for Flavor of the Week. We are so glad you stay tuned and listen. We hope you guys have a great week, great weekend, and we are praying for you guys. Have a great weekend. Bye, Bye. guys.